Hello and welcome to PwC Canada's newest podcast, Finance in 15, a series that explores finance transformation and what it means for leaders in the finance function. My name is Adam Boutros and I'm your host. Hello and welcome back to season two of the Finance in 15 podcast. My name is Adam Boutros and I'm your host. For our new listeners, Finance in 15 is a PwC Canada podcast that explores finance transformation and what it means for leaders in the finance function. Today, we're going to go into an area that's an ongoing challenge for many finance functions, compliance risk. And I'm pleased to have PwC partner Fransan Fortan and PwC partner and compliance transform leader, Sean Rian, joining us today. Welcome to the podcast, Fransan and Sean. Thank you. Happy to join you, Adam, and be part of this Finance in 15 podcast. Great to be here, Adam. Okay, so let's start then with you telling us a bit about your roles at PwC. Francine? So I lead the ERM GRC practice in Canada. I work with all types of clients, all different types of industries. My main competency is focused on financial institutions in the risk management and control space. And I'm the market leader in tax, Adam, but also our compliance transform leader, as you said. I also work with all types of clients and I've been involved in compliance all my career. Okay, well, I think we have the right people for this conversation then. So uh, let, let's get right into it. And maybe we can start off by thinking about a finance leader who is wanting to embark on a finance transformation journey. They have a high level vision and they're really trying to figure out where does compliance fit into the journey? What have you seen out there in the market, Francine? It's really pertinent and timely question, Adam. Um, we see many organizations going through the finance transformation and not necessarily appropriately taking into consideration the value of revisiting the, comp- the various compliance frameworks that they have. Let's start with the basics. Compliance means different things to different people. So when I talk about compliance, I mean the various laws, regulations, contractual obligations, anything your organization has to put in place to meet its business objectives and protect its reputation. Historically, organizations have built their various compliance activities in silos. They needed them, and and as they matured and as new regulations and new rules came in on board, uh, companies built what they needed to be able to address those. And then there's not too many organizations that took the time to revisit the various obligations, whether it be tax, health and safety, um, you know, 52109, privacy, all of those various obligations. Not many have taken the time to look at them in a holistic perspective and saying, if we're going to be transforming how we do our financial processes and we're going to be putting in new tools and methodologies, how could we streamline and rethink those compliance objectives? So a transformation project could be a great catalyst to start that process. And let's also move on to reporting. So in this changing world, finance leaders They certainly have had to rethink their approach to reporting, thinking about responding to demands for new kinds of reporting like like non-financial information, ESG. So how can finance companies adapt to meet the increasing demands for reporting? Sean, what are your views on that one? As a starting point, it's amazing to see the continual increase in regulatory compliance requirements. I mean, ESG is one, like the the amount of opportunities or ask of stakeholders around ESG is incredible. 
in my world, just in tax alone, just recently in the last year, the OECD, global minimum tax, all kinds of things that they're going to have to start reporting. It's incredible. So as you look to address these various regulations, it's actually really important to take a risk-based approach. And I think Francine talked about the regulatory frameworks you may have. And it's because not all regulations have to be dealt with at the same level. So, for instance, Francine, I know with working with you in financial services, like anti-money laundering, that's a that's a, a, a license to do business. So we have to, companies have to ensure it's theirs. But others, maybe you could look at it and maybe the risk isn't as high if you're offside, right? Or if you have a, an offside or something. So it's really important to do a risk assessment and stratify each requirement around that. Yeah, I agree with Sean. Not not all rules and regulations are created equal. And in doing a risk-based approach, formalizing that who's doing what, who's playing which role, why are you doing it, and making sure that if you're not implementing necessarily everything that you've identified, that you have a risk acceptance process that's cleared and that everybody uh, understands that these, this is a choice that you've made from a business perspective. So we see more and more companies revisiting their program and the reporting framework to really think through what are we trying to achieve? What is the overall goal of of the reporting that we put in place? And then how could we make sure that the process to create that reporting is as streamlined as it can be? Yeah, I think that would click with a lot of organizations, that that practical approach, the the sort of bang for the buck in terms of what you're tackling as you as you try and manage these various risks. And in a world where there are not unlimited resources, I think we all know that. So you know, kind of contrast that with increasing regulatory obligations. And you really have this recipe where where the finance function is having to deal with a lot right now. So against that challenging backdrop, how can finance leaders set up their systems to be agile enough to handle all that change? I think the important thing is really to... Um as I mentioned before, understand why you're doing certain things and understand what is the risk to your business so that you can really focus on the ones that have the most impact and measure, you know, how could you potentially change the way things are done to comply, but in line with your risk appetite. So not over compliance, which is something that we've all learned through time that when a new regulation comes into play, because there's so little uh, information and there's so little experience, you have a tendency to overshoot and, uh, and then kind of step back after like a pendulum. So I think making sure that that discussion and that conversation is happening at your management team is really important to right-size the response plan. Also making sure that whatever you decide and however you implement it, it's robust enough to be able to adapt to changing regulations and environment. Like Sean mentioned, there's so many regulations that are coming out that your process has to be super flexible to be able to add new regulations as they come up. But again, do a risk-based approach. Don't try to have every single thing uh, covered in the same level of detail. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, uh, Francine. You know, and one of the ways companies are trying to tackle this in a more efficient way is to look at automation in the compliance process. Do you have any views on that? Of course. So when we look at the automation, the tools that are and technology is available now allows you to do a lot more than we were able to do in the past, allows us to take piecemeal approach, identify those more significant risks and be able to cover those off 
in a different manner. So I think the opportunity to streamline those processes are definitely greater now with the technology that's available to companies at a much lower cost than it used to be as well. Yeah, and I, I would just add there, Francine, is it's not a one-and-done situation. It's an evolution. As new technologies come on, look at just because you've been doing something for 10 years to address a certain regulation, maybe even just have a smaller project to look at that. Is there a better way to actually accomplish what you're trying to do to alleviate the risk? Let's shift over to people and the role that people play in the compliance journey. In one of our previous podcasts around broader finance transformation, we really got into how people and talent shortages are affecting the finance function and certainly the compliance area as well. So what can leaders do to sort of tackle this more with less problem and how can they establish their their compliance priorities for their people? Maybe I'll um, divide it into two things. One is just about how we comply with regulation. And then secondly, on the impact of people, as we ask them, and I'll get Francine to add in here as well, but the first one is really having ensuring there's clear division of responsibilities and accountability for risk. So I think that's really critical and make sure we're not duplicating efforts to achieve the same thing. Is there other stakeholders that can, by working with them, we can achieve by signing off the compliance? The other one is we've heard that workloads are increasing to comply with regulations. So I think you just said it around the upskilling or automation is really, really important on that. So really hearing from your teams, the people that are actually doing the work, is there a better way? And a lot of times what we're seeing in organizations, they know the people that are doing the work know a better way to actually get it done. The second issue is around just the whole people experience. I mean, as these regulations are increasing and more information is demanded, I think there's a tendency to really push it down to the first line of defense. And employees are getting burnout because they have to comply with so many things and ask to do things outside of just getting that function done. And Francine, I, I think you're closer to that first line of defense. And what are you seeing with your clients? I'm seeing a lot more conversations about how the people are receiving it. So building in the user experience and saying, how can we make it easier for people to comply? How can we make sure that we are as efficient as we can as an organization to to achieve our objective, but not overburden our, our people? So I think we're spending a lot more time making sure that we're not just adding new tasks all the time, but we're really thinking through, does this make sense? And can we make it more efficient by potentially having one control that covers multiple risks or covers multiple compliance uh, obligations. And that way, people actually are able to observe that we're trying to make it easier for them. So I think overall, that would increase engagement uh, surveys and the experience employees are having on in their day-to-day jobs. Those are fantastic examples. And you know, my observation is there's no better time to rethink the kind of things that that both of you were just talking about then when an organization is embracing a broader transformation so you know if if we're blowing up processes and finance or implementing some new technology definitely seize the opportunity to make it more than just a technical upgrade think about the broader business processes think about the compliance around it and you know think about where we're sort of have two or three controls to tackle the problem right now could it be one smart one with some automation around it? And those are some some real wins that uh, can be part of a transformation program. So 
we are getting to the end of our podcast here, and um, it would be great if each of you could share with our listeners the top few areas that companies should focus on when responding to compliance risk challenges overall. Let's start with your perspective, Francine. I think we we talked about it at lack of talent and managing the experience, I think, is a new twist to doing those finance transformations. I would personally see that in the past it was done from either a technology perspective, we needed to change because the system is no longer supported or it was there's technical issues with it. Or it was a cost play. And I think what we're seeing now, there's more and more companies that are looking at it as an experience play. So wanting to make sure that it's a great experience for their employees. And that is definitely a great opportunity to rethink the compliance needs and make sure that you're doing the right things for your brand and your reputation. To me, the call to actions uh, for finance leaders is as you're going through this exercise, Think about the other elements than financial reporting that you could bake in to facilitate things for your folks. Mine are very similar too. Like, firstly, I'd encourage everyone to take a more holistic and a proactive view for compliance rather than just a reactive approach. So, really, are there other systems? Are there other th- uh, areas of the of the organization that can just be tweaked a bit to actually address the new regulatory requirements? And then, so if you're looking at it cross-function, which provides a clear, more robust perspective on risk throughout your business. And, and secondly, I, I, I know you've already said this, uh, Francine, but uh, I will say it too, uh, is really using technology to proactively identify high impact areas of risk, enabling risk owners to create solutions that will prevent a breach. It's really important. Okay, that's awesome. And this has been excellent, Sean and Francine. Thanks very much. You know, and I, I have to share some personal examples of of working with Sean and Francine and their teams, and you know the the, the sheer joy in uh, in organizations that we work with when they can really find ways to embed this automation and the time that it frees up for for the whole function to just really focus on areas, um, deeper analysis, adding value to the business. It's it's really elevating that the role of finance and compliance is, is part of a, our mantra at PwC and really where we try and help companies aspire to. So if you like what you heard today, we also have our 2022 Global Risk Survey findings report coming out. It's expected to launch in May. And uh, the report aims to identify the top risks in various industries, the challenges faced by risk executives, and the actions they're taking to better manage those risks. So please stay tuned for the next Compliance Transformed audio blog where Sean and other PwC leaders will go deeper on the topic and continue to discuss survey findings and share insights on what Canadian organizations can do to prepare for the future risk landscape. At PwC Canada, we're a community of solvers and we believe finance has an important role to play in helping organizations succeed. If you'd like to be part of that CFO community, please reach out to me and we can get you involved. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Finance in 15 and we'd love to hear your thoughts on the series. So please be sure to subscribe, share, and leave us a rating or review. I'm Adam Boutros and this is Finance in 15.